So tonight's class, we're going to be talking about Tikkun Hatzot. Um, the books that I want to reference tonight are, this book is called The Sweetest Hour. This is a whole explanation from in English um, by Rabbi, Rabbi Kramer's book. Again, it's called The Sweetest Hour. Um, we're also going to take another great book. These are two strongly recommended books. This is called Likutei Halachot. This talks about the how to wake up in the morning. And the other lessons that we're going to take are lessons 101 and 149 in Likutei Maharan. And these are just for, the, for you guys to have the sources. So the reason why we're doing this class tonight is because obviously tomorrow is 17th of Tammuz. It's the beginning of this three-week period that we're going to go into. Um, it's a time of tremendous amount of constraint, tremendous amount of, unfortunately, judgment. It's a time of a lot of din. It's a time, of, it's, it's a time where we really, really, really have to try to do a little bit more in these three weeks, because obviously I, I, I can't tell you enough what 2020 has given us already. I can't even imagine what going into 2020 into three weeks. It's almost a scary picture um, to even think about the energy that we can, that unfortunately is going to come in these three weeks. But obviously the Hashem doesn't give us anything we can't handle. And I don't think anybody in 2020 is, has not realized that we are a tremendous exile and we are our natural inclination right now is to go to sleep we want to go to sleep period we want to go to sleep we don't want to think about these problems in our lives we don't, we don't want to think about all the headaches we don't want to think we want to go to sleep and i think that's what we're battling today we're battling sleep we're battling the ability that we don't we don't want to we don't want to deal with life lately um we just want to wake up and, and feel like it's all better and this is exactly what it's not not supposed to happen what we need to do is we need to arouse we need to arouse the night we need to arouse we need to we need to approach life instead of avoid life but understanding that i don't think there's a human being today that does not want to go to sleep does not want to go to sleep and wake up to a better tomorrow so if a person shouldn't today I, there's no question everybody feels overwhelmed. Everybody's going through tremendous challenges, financial, across the board, across the board. So what can we really do about it? Instead of really complaining about it, instead of venting on social media about it, instead of just, you know, laying all our stress on the whole world, we're going to do the opposite. We're going to actually do something this week, these three weeks. And I've been doing, I've been tapping into Tikkun Hatzot for the past seven, eight years. And this is where I have, I think today I have over a thousand classes that I've done. There's no way a guy like me can come up with a thousand classes if I'm not tapping into some kind of energy or some kind of, some kind of clarity or some kind of raton that I'd be able to have such clarity. Thank God Hashem has given me tremendous clarity, not only for myself, but obviously the amount of people that, that ask me for advice daily for my businesses, people are constantly asking for advice and I need to have a clear head. Tapping into this tikkun hatzot and tapping into this energy at this hour allows me to. So what exactly is tikkun hatzot? Tikkun hatzot is a prayer that we say. It's a combination of a prayer called tikkun, tikkun leya and tikkun rachel. The primary time to say this 
is six hours after nightfall. Whatever nightfall is, like today, nightfall in Florida is 8.46. So Tikkun Atzot would start at 2.46 and starts for almost two hours to 4.46. Pretty much from 2.46 on, it's like there's a brand new energy that comes into the world. Those two hours, of course, I do it and then I go to sleep afterwards because I'm, I don't stay up the whole night, obviously. But the whole purpose of Tikkun Atzot, the whole purpose of waking up early is to break our sleep. So what we do is we say this prayer. After I say the prayer, I, I, then, I start do, then I do my Hizbodidut. I talk to Hashem at that hour. Why do I specifically? Why do I specifically pick this hour? Because this hour has, it's, a, it's an hour of what they call in, in Hebrew, Ratzon. Ratzon is an hour of favor. I would say it's like waking up to Purim. We know that there's a, there's a pasuk in, in, in the holiday of Purim that whoever stand, sticks his hands out in Purim, you have to give him. A poor person, they don't check his deeds at that hour. In Purim, whoever's give, asking you for help, you, you have to give him. We don't, we don't check them. So these two hours of Hatzot, whatever you're asking for, they have to give it to you. It, it's a time of such mercy and favor because what's happening is the day is starting. You're going from the biggest night in your life to the biggest day in your life. So I have very difficult situations in my life. I have def- very difficult, people have very difficult situations that I'm able to tap into this energy at this hour and I do sacrifice my sleep. But the sacrifice that I do to get to this, to wake up this hour, the amount of light and the amount of clarity that I get at that hour, I mean, people would spend thousands of dollars in therapists, people would spend thousands of dollars just running from one place to another. You have a power inside your own room to arouse and break the sleep. So Tikkunatot is, is waking up at six hours after nightfall. For example, in New York, nightfall is like at nine o'clock. So wake, you have to wake up at three o'clock. You can go to sleep because you could do it for an hour and then go back to sleep. But what you do is you're breaking up and most important thing is what are we doing? We are approaching life. We are approaching life. We're not avoiding life. The whole problem in life is when we avoid life. This is what's called in Hebrew, constriction consciousness. This is what's called sleeping. Whenever I have a situation in my life, and I blame somebody else for putting me there. Or whatever I have a situation in life and I'm using a substance to numb the pain. Or if I have a situation in my life that I'm, I'm stuck in the past, I'm physically sleeping. And this is what, sleeping is what arouses judgment. And what we have to do is we have to wake up from sleep. So when you're able to sacrifice your sleep, which is the hardest thing in the world, the hardest thing in the world to do it's we all love comfort you're able to to break your sleep then Hashem has to sacrifice for you the bottom line you want Hashem to sacrifice for you you have to do also something so he can sacrifice for you and that's how it has to work this is what 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 Rabbi Nachman's message is all about there's no such thing as waking up at 10 o'clock 10.30, whenever, you feel, whenever your body feels like it, you have to arouse sleep. Rabbi Nachman says in the Kute Halachot, can everybody hear me? I just want to make sure everybody can hear me. Can everybody hear me clearly? Yes? Just point, point, good. I just want to make sure that they can all hear me. 
Everybody can hear me? Yes? Good? Okay. Rav Nachman says in the Kutah Halachot, the Shulchan Aruch says that a person's a person should strengthen himself like a lion and rise up in the morning so that he awakens the night. I have to wake up before my enemy wakes up. I have to be the one awaking the night. That means he has to wake up and he should rise up with Zerisut. The way you wake up in the morning and, and the intensity that you wake up in the morning shows the level of faith that you have. If I wake up with, 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 imagine you're going, you're opening up a new business tomorrow and you can't wait to start it. How would you wake up? You would wake up with tremendous energy. You would wake up with the result. You would wake up with intensity. So our, our indication of our level of amuna is the way we wake up in the morning, how we wake up in the morning, how we arouse the day, how excited are we to chase, to, to, to begin the day. And, I, and again, I'm, I'm not here to judge anybody. These years were more like falling asleep. We're falling asleep to coronavirus. We're so slowly to think of these viruses. Our minds can't handle all this. We can't handle. We can't handle all this, all this stuff that's going on today. So what we have to do is we have to close our eyes and we have to wake up. We have to wake up from, from our soul has to wake up. And Rav Nachman tells us here, Kabbalah teaches that a night, a diminished emunah, that means between right now, let's say, at 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, this, this time of the night has the most intensity for darkness. It's the darkest of the darkest of the nights. This is when Amuna, this is when the night descends into the Klipot, descends into the other side where your soul is judged. And the forces of evil are able to take place. And in the morning, what happens? From midnight, Amuna begins to be awakened. So that's, that split second between 255 and 256 is the flip of the switch from the biggest darkness of the night to the beginning of the day. That little switch, that little nakuda, Rav Nachman refers to, that little point is the beginning of the rise. Imagine a person has fallen asleep for five years. Next thing you know, he has a new mindset. He starts waking up and starts getting closer to his creator. We're trying to wake up. That's what we're trying to do here. And when we wake up and we arouse the night, what happens? We sweeten judgment. Rav Nachman says in Lesson 149, something absolutely beautiful. He says, chatzot, waking up for chatzot, is as effective as a redemption. A redemption would mean that if a person would have money, uh, would have like a judgment on him, he would give a rabbi a specific amount of money and the exchange of that money, the rabbi or the, the tzaddik would be able to take away the judgments on that person and that ju- those judgments would be transferred into the, the money itself. And the money would be the atonement for the judgment that that person would have. So let's say, God forbid, I have a court case. Let's say I want to give a, a $10,000 to charity. That serves as the atonement for the court case. Now, Rav Nachman says here something beautiful. That Hatzot, waking up at night and arousing your sleep, you know what that's doing? It's like you giving a huge check to charity. That's exactly what it is. It's like you giving money 
Because what do you what do you do when you give money? What do you do when you give charity? When you give somebody a big check? When you give somebody, you're taking self sacrifice. You're self sacrificing your money that's in your pocket, and you're giving it to somebody else. It's a form of self sacrifice. That's why we speak about the benefits of charity. Reb Nachman says that exactly the same thing when you do charity. It's exactly like giving up your sleep. Giving up your sleep is compared to giving charity. So imagine you wake up at five o'clock in the morning. Let's say you don't wake up at three o'clock. Let's say you wake up at five. Whatever it is, even if a person only wakes up at eight and he starts waking up at seven now. The whole point is I'm not avoiding the day. I'm not, I'm not living my life where let's see what happens in life. I'm, 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 I want to make the day happen. I want to rouse the night. Anytime that you get up before the sun comes up, the sun comes down, it's a favorable time. Obviously, from three o'clock is the, is the most favor, the most intensity of clarity. And then, then, then all of a sudden, it can continue till four or five o'clock, six o'clock. But the quicker you get up in the morning, and the, and the way you get up in the morning is the level of clarity that you get. Because what did you do? You sacrificed your sleep. You sacrifice your sleep, which is the hardest thing. And then we say this, these, these two psalms. We say Tikkun uh, Rachel and Tikkun Leah, which is in most Sidurim. And what are these psalms talking about? It's talking pr- practically, it's practically talking about the temple. It's talking about the temple being destroyed. It's talking about the Shekhinah. The Shekhinah is an exile. The Shekhinah is the feminine aspect of Yudke Vavke. It's an exile. Right now, the, the the temple is burnt. That's what we're 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 mourning these three weeks. We're we're mourning over the, the 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 glory of God. We're mourning over the exile that we're in today. More today today than ever. You see so much anti. I mean, this has been 2020. I mean, I can't even. I mean, started with Hanukkah, with the with the all of a sudden the all the all the attacks on on the Jews in the middle of Hanukkah, and next thing you know. Here comes Purim. Next thing you know, coronavirus. Next thing you know, we're in the coronavirus. Then you start getting with the riots. There's, there's not been an end this year. There has not been an end where we have, we have, we've had time to breathe. We've had time to just, wow, let's just relax. It's been a constant fight. It's been a constant, constant, constant bid. And what we need to do is we need to sweeten it. We need to do something in heaven to sweeten all this, all this din that's happening in the world, specifically during these times. That, I don't know if you felt the energy already starting in Tammuz, which Hashem's name is backwards in this month. You, you feel the energy. You feel the thickness in the air. You feel the, the lack of clarity. You feel the, the, just the, 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 the that's a bit a form of, of heaviness. And the same heaviness that we feel down here, it's the same heaviness that Hashem feels. So when you're waking up for Hatzot, you're basically crying together. We're crying together. The child that has an addiction problem is crying with the father who's in so much pain that the child has an addiction problem. They're both crying out together. So they're basically consoling each other. So that consolation creates a tremendous amount of mercy. So anytime we console our father in heaven, anytime we console and we cry with, with the Shekhinah, what, what, what are we doing? We're arousing tremendous amount of mercy in heaven. And that causes the reduction of, 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 of din. That's why it says here, this is from the Shalach HaKodesh. It says, a person who gets, reg- uh, gets up regularly for Hatzot is a tzaddik. He gets a threat of mercy surrounding him the whole day. 
He's saved from the court of kings. He's, his livelihood is assured. He's called God-fearing. No one can even get up against this guy. Anybody that tries to get up, a, a person who regularly gets up, anybody who tries to say anything, they're not going to have any success at all. He's bound to the world to come, and, and he sits with the tzaddikim and the garnated. The Zohar writes that, this is, that, that, that when a person wakes up at this hour, he can cancel all harsh judgments. And his reward is his soul will ascend in the time of favor. Imagine if somebody, if it's a Shalach Kodesh says, listen, your Parnassah is going to be guaranteed. We're going to guarantee your Parnassah. We're going to give you a threat of mercy. Now, why, let me ask you a question. What is this Chut Chesed that you get? What is this mercy? How important is it for me to have mercy in the day? A threat of mercy. What do you think? You go to a meeting. A person says, oh, I like that guy. I'm going to buy from him. Or your wife sees mercy on you. Or, 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 or your family sees mercy. Or, or people see mercy. They see a glow on your face. That is called a threat of mercy. Where do you get that threat of mercy? You don't get that from Sephora. You get that from breaking your sleep. That's what that gives you. It gives you a shchut shachesed. And this is a, it, it's a tremendous thing. Whoever invests in the night reaps in the day. The nights are meant to be broken according to Rabbi Nachman. Another thing that happens is your intellect at night goes to sleep. And the battle today is between the soul and the intellect. The intellect cannot see the good in something. The soul knows it's excellent. So it's also, it gives us clarity. When you're waking up at that hour, you also have tremendous clarity. It gives you a clarity to see things a lot clearer because you, it's, it's, it's like a feeling in the air that you feel, like some kind of, and it's not the same that you would stay up all night till three o'clock in the morning after partying. That's not what it means. It means breaking your sleep. And when you, when you connect to this air, you get like a sense of peace and a sense of clarity. And the amount of, of light that you get at this hour is, I, I, I would say, would take me hours and hours during the day to be able to get the same clarity that I, I get at this hour. This is where I write my classes. This is where I decide, you know, major decisions in my life. This is where I do it at, these, at this specific hour. Because I know at this hour, the amount of interference and the amount of confusion that's out there is not there. Because it's a time of ratzon. It's a time of complete favor. It's a time of bliss. There's not enough, there's no judgment. When the sun comes out, that's the beginning of judgment in the world. So we're able, anytime we're able to tap into pre-dawn things, things that we do pre-dawn, it's going to be 10 times more favorable than if you do it during the day. That's one thing. Rav Nachman also says in Lesson 101 that by reciting Tikkun Hatzot, the midnight lambent, lambent, a person has to speak his, his, guard up to, his, his heart up to God. This is because all likelihood Hatzot you're not crying out for the temple that's been destroyed thousands of years ago. You're crying out for the current situation that you're in right now. Whether, and the reason why we're in the situations in right now is because the way we're looking at the situations. We're, we're, we're crying out over the confusion of our intellect. And remember, the temple represents your intellect, your ability to, to your contemplation, your mindset, your, the way you look at things, the ability to look at things with, with a resilient mindset. But it's, that's my temple. That's my knowledge. That's my, 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 my das. 
My consciousness is my temple. But when I lose my consciousness, what am I doing? I'm crying out for the loss of consciousness. I'm crying out for the way I see things. I'm crying out, I'm crying out for the victim mentalities. I'm crying out for the times that I complained. I'm trying, I'm crying out for the times that I couldn't approach my creator, that I constantly have an angry mindset. This refers to your purpose of your das, your consciousness. And dot and consciousness mean the exact same thing. So when we wake up at this hour, we can, we, can, we can arouse this consciousness and we can start looking at the same situation completely different. So, and he's saying here, a person has to recognize that the main battle that he's got every single day is against his evil inclination, as is clarified in Tehillim. Another thing that we're tapping into is David Melech. David Melech rose at midnight. And what did he do? He, he wrote the book of Tehillim. And the book of Tehillim speaks about his personal life his constant fights with his family, his constant fight with his enemies, the constant tormentors. So when we're in the most dangerous times in our lives, what are we tapping into? We're tapping into David HaMelech Hatzot at his Bodidut. His, bod, his Bodidut at Hatzot. I mean, can you imagine what more powerful thing can you, can you tap into? If we only recognize when we're saying to Helen, what we're tapping into, we're tapping into so King David's midnight, he broke his sleep. And he was able to, 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 to praise his creator and cry out to God over everything that was happening. The, the book of Tehillim is not a book to read and put in a show. It's a book to, it's your life. You have to find, Ram Nachman's telling us here, that you have to find your life in the Tehillim. When you read the Tehillim, you have to see, that's my life. I'm talking about myself. I'm not talking about David and Malach and Abshalom. I'm talking about myself. The enemy running, around, running after me could be my competitor. Or it could be my, my, my trauma in the past. It could be my, my, my whatever. But that's what I'm really tapping into. I'm tapping into the enemy, the enemy that's within me, the terrorist that's in, within me. So Ramnathan says here, you have to, when you say these psalms, when you say the tikkun atzot, you're really saying, part of, the, part of this is saying, you're saying to Hashem, how long, how long will your temple be destroyed? How long am I not going to be married for? How long am I going to be stuck without Parnassah? So it's, a form, it's not a form of a complaint, but you can sort of be more directive because you're already going with the theme of how long will the temple be destroyed? How long will I, will I suffer in fear? How long will I, have to, will I have to stay in this constriction? You understand? So you're really tapping into a, a prayer of judgment where you're also, the, t- the tone at that hour it's a, to- it's, it's a prayer of judgment. So I can also pray for my heart. How long am I going to have shalom bayad issues in my life? How long am I going to struggle in Parnassah because I can't trust in you, Hashem? How long am I going to, to, to have anxiety where I can't, I can't pick up a book and read properly? These are the things that you have to say from your heart specifically at this time. And at this time, you have to understand that the Shekhinah, the Shekhinah herself, she's coming down here already. She's approachable. Like Elul, what do we speak about Elul? We always say that in Elul that the king is in the field. What does it mean the king is in the field? He's approachable. Anybody that wants to do tshuva in Elul can do it. The same thing in Hatzot, the same thing waking up at this hour. Your creator's right there. The clarity's right there. I'm going to be honest with you. I could do his bodhidut at this hour. The flow goes very smoothly. It goes much smoother. But if I start doing his bodhidut at 3 o'clock in the morning, in the afternoon, there's no way I can do more than two minutes. I wouldn't be able to. 
It's almost like driving to the airport at two o'clock in the morning and you have no traffic. It's clear, boom, you're there. But if you're doing it at three o'clock in the morning, you have the rush hour, you have the constriction of the day, the light is missing, etc. So this is another benefit to recognize that the amount of clarity that you get at this hour, I mean, there's no, pri there's no price for the clarity that we, that we have. So uh, another other thing the Zohar speaks about, the, Z the Zohar speaks, gives many, many benefits of, of saying Tikkun Atzot, that, that when a person does this, he's, he rectifies his mind, he, he assures his livelihood, he, uh, Hashem guards him, he's protected. I mean, the spiritual benefits for waking up at this hour are, be, are beyond, beyond tremendous across the board. Rav Nathan speaks about in the Kutech Halachot that every single, every single Passover that we say the Haggadah, what are we always saying? We're always saying this prayer at, at midnight. We're talking about all the tzaddikim that were, that were saved at midnight. We know Abraham Avinu was saved at midnight. We knew that, that, um, that the, uh, Hashem saved Sarah from the kidnapping of Levant at midnight. We know Jacob uh, defeated his Aesop's guardian angel at midnight. We know the Jews were redeemed at midnight. Every, so if you read the Haggadah every year, You'll, you'll see the part of the back of the book. It talks about all the miracles that happen at night, at midnight. Because the ultimate savior, the ultimate time of Yeshua is during this time. Rav Nachman also speaks about in the Halachot. And he talks about how, when the Jews were saved. And he says that when, he, when were the Jews saved? He says the Jews were specifically saved at midnight. Because the darkest, they were in the darkest level. They were in the darkest night. They were in the 49th level of darkness. And where did Hashem save them? He saved them at night. Look what he's saying here. It was around midnight, I will go into the midst of Egypt. What is this concept about around midnight? For midnight, around is the good point. This is because midnight is associated with the Ruach Safon. So David Amalek, the way he woke up every, every night was he had a, he, he had a wind that came in and through the harp and aroused them. It was a good melody. The melody arose them. Another thing today that we're suffering with today is the heaviness of our mindset, the incrimination, the talking negative. I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not successful enough. I'm not good enough. What happens when you're saying I'm not good enough? What happens when you're talking bad about yourself? You're doing the opposite. You're doing a reverse azamra which means I'm never going to be good. When you're talking negatively about yourself, instead of arousing the good point, what are you really doing? You're arousing the bad in you. I'm such a bad husband. I'm such a this. I'm bad. I'm this. I'm bad. These negative, this buildup of heaviness that people are walking around with because they're, they're in an abusive relationship with themselves. They talk bad about themselves. They talk negative about themselves. They, they, they call themselves all kinds of things. What, what are you doing when you're doing that? You're putting yourself, God forbid, on the opposite. You're incriminating yourself. When a person speaks bad about himself, what is he doing? Instead of arousing the good point, he's creating, he's amounting to the heaviness of the thing. Imagine somebody fails at something, and instead of saying, you know what, I failed, what's the lesson that I need to teach, what I need to learn, let me be resilient and continue. But what does he say? I'm always a failure. I've never succeeded in anything. I'm never even going to try again because there's no purpose. Nothing's fair in life. 
my parents hate me, but this one hates me, blah, 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 blah. That person, what is he really doing? He's not arousing the light. He's contributing to the night. And he's making the night stronger and stronger and stronger in his life. Hatzot is not just about waking up and saying a psalm, and about what's, what number is the psalm. It's about mentally arousing the good point in yourself. It's, a, it's saying, I woke up my night. I woke up, my, I woke up out of the darkness. I woke up from my constriction. I woke up from my habits. It's not just a prayer. It's a mindset that I'm not going to sleep anymore from my, my fault, my, 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 my habits or my, or, or my despair or, or my negativity. I am waking it up. I'm not going to sleep anymore. It's the mindset of saying I've had enough with this mindset. I'm ready to co-create. I'm done with the victim mindset. I'm ready to co-create. And this is exactly what, it, what he's saying here. Sleep is the heaviest at the time. Anybody who's had a heart has been touched. He recognizes that the, 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 the Jews were on the 49th level. They couldn't even speak because why? The Jews in the 49th level were at the time of Hatzot. They were, they were the time of constriction. That means they couldn't even breathe. Their sages say they had a Kotzer Ruach. Kotzer Ruach means their emotions were taking over their, their mindset. They had no strength left. And what happens? Hashem took them out out of nowhere at midnight. He used the power of Hatzot to wake them up. And this is exactly what happened with Abraham Avinu. Abraham Avinu fought against the four evil kings and rescued Lot. Because the, 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 the other side, what, what, is, what, was, what, is, what was the whole concept of Abraham Avinu rescuing Lot? Because Lot represents, from Lot, and Mashiach comes from Lot. And the evil side wanted to go after Lot, Lot and, and capture them. It wasn't that they're going after particularly Lot. It was particularly go, they were going after what Mashiach, the 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 the, the good that could, that's going to come out of Lot, the, the our savior. So the evil forces always try to battle a person where he's weak, and we should all know that whatever area that we're weak in today, that's not an area to incriminate yourselves. That's an area to recognize this is exactly where the potential is. I mean, if I beat this addiction, if I beat my anger issue, if I beat my despair, if I start, if, if I start working on my amuna, wherever you have resistance in your life, in a particular area of your life, that is where you're sleeping. And that's the area that you have to wake up with a, with, with a sense of, of, of like a lion to embrace that situation, with desire, with hunger, because all we want to do is go, go to physical sleep in these situations. So what he's saying here, the main intention of the four evil kings in the war was to kill Lot because this is the area of the Sitra Acha. So when we wake up, as it says here, the rising of the midnight, listen to this, Reb Nassim explains, when a person wakes up in the midnight and recites Tikkun Atzot, it's the same thing as he himself waking up the good point in himself. So you're actually building confidence. Because how do I build confidence? I start talking good about myself. I start viewing the good points about myself. When I start thinking about all the good things that I, that Hashem loves me, He's taken care of me in the past. He's, look how many children He's given me. He's made me successful in this. All of the things in life, when I start arousing the good, I have to be the one arousing the good. When I get into momentum in life and I start arousing my own good points, then Hashem just lets me, He, 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 he leads me to the, with momentum. But momentum works both ways. Momentum works this way and momentum works that way. 
But the momentum has to be started by me first, by me waking up, by me arousing the good points, by me saying, yes, I have an addiction, but you know what? I've never had such desire before. I've never ha had such spiritual awakenings before. Yes, I have a sex problem, but you know what? I'm going to take the same energy that I have for my, for my, for my pornography and channel that energy to Hashem. It's not to say, wow, I'm an addict. I watch this. I'm no good. How can I? It's opposite. You have to take the garbage and the schmutz and the, the darkness, and you have to say, with this darkness, I'm going to come and serve you. Just like this darkness to, to, to put me in the ground, the same darkness is going to propel me. And this is what the whole concept that our sages say, that when a person does teshuva, when he, does, when he repents, when he returns to his true self, and he does it out of love, all the past problems that he had in the past, all the situations that he had in the past, they not only not become my verot anymore, they actually become mitzvot. Those same things that he's incriminating himself become the advocates and they actually become the mitzvot. This is exactly what we do when we have to return to our creator with love instead of creating, trying to return only with, I'm going to get punished, I'm not going to get punished. Return with love. Because when you return with love, it's the highest form of expression. The old sins become the, 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 the elevation. They, they get transformed. So rising up at midnight, namely you're, you're, you're taking the good points. It's a, it's a form of a zamra. A zamra means arousing the good points. That's exactly what I'm doing at night. I'm going into the darkness. I'm being, I'm mastering the darkness. I'm not running away from the darkness. I'm not avoiding life. I'm not numbing pain anymore. I'm going into the lion's mouth and saying it, bring it on. This is what your creator wants. He wants to use your, he wants you to use your infinite potential to battle the Yetahara straight in their face. He doesn't want you to run away from things. He doesn't want you to hide from things. He doesn't want you to blame people. He wants you to take 100% responsibility and he wants you to arouse the morning and arouse. That's what he wants. That's the whole point. So I, it, it's not about whether or not uh, whose fault, his fault, who, who, who cares? Who cares whose fault it is? Who cares how it happened? What are you going to do now? That's what our creator wants from us. It's not the power of now. The power of now what? Okay, this happened. What are you going to do now? That is a time where you have to, instead of avoiding life, this is a time where you have to say, what's next? And this is what the Pasuk says. When my worries with me are so many, your consolation, your consolation, you consoled me, cheer my soul. All of this relates to Azamna. For, the, for the, the time that a person's mind reaches an absolute constriction, such that he says, my foot stumbles, God forbid, precisely that's the time that Hashem's chesed supports him and lifts him up. We say every single day, Hashem, you, lift, you, you heal the wounded. You elevate the, you, you elevate the, the poor. Who do you think is elevating you? Who do you think is taking care of you? Who do you think? But you have to go and you have to put the first step. You have to put the first step. You have to show him that you want to, you want to deal with this issue head on. I don't want, longer want to avoid life. I want to deal with the issue head on. When you have that mindset, your creator will do the rest. But when you avoid him and you run away from him and you, and you fall into constriction consciousness, that causes, the, instead of waking up, you're falling asleep. You're falling asleep to excuses. You're falling asleep to a victim mindset. 
you're falling asleep to life. And this is exactly what we're doing at Hatzot. You're waking up. It's not only a prayer to say. It's a mindset of saying, I'm starting to approach life instead of avoid life. That is the difference between getting to the next step or, God forbid, never seeing growth. The reason why we're not seeing growth in areas of our lives is because we're avoiding those areas of our lives. That's why we're not seeing growth. Because if you want it enough, you would absolutely get it. And that is what waking up to Hatzot is all about. This is, it's not just a prayer book. It's more the intention that I got blown out of the game. I lost 30 nothing. I'm waking up an hour early to practice. Not, I got up 30, not, I got blown out 30 nothing. It's the coach's fault. I didn't have the right ball. The referee, the referee called the wrong play. So people normally do. But champions, they get up even earlier. Because those days that we have hard days, we are more under the attack and we're more, we're more likely to want to sleep more. And those are the days that you have to turn the momentum around. These, those are the days that you have to see when your creator sees, wow, this guy had this kind of day and he woke up to pray to me at three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning. That's it. I have to sweeten the judgment. I can't give him this judgment. I got his attention. That's all your creator wants to do is to get your attention. But if you're able to get to have a rough day and you're still saying, I want to get up and, and deal with the situation. I'm asking you for advice, Hashem. I'm asking you how to change my, the way I look at it. What do you think your creator is going to do? He's going to put the, the, the idea into your head on how to view that situation differently. But when you say, you know what? It's not fair. Not fair this is happening to me. This is always happening to me. When you start with that, that mindset, that's it, you fall asleep. You fall asleep, you fall asleep. A lot of people are falling asleep. And we're here to wake us up. We have to wake up. And the times that, we are, that it's hardest for us, according to the effort, is the toil. According to the toil is the effort. So you have to recognize, sometimes, yes, there's a tremendous sacrifice. But once I get up, I promise you, I have more energies on those days that, I, that I'm able to wake up earlier. My energy during the day is 10 times more than the days that I sleep more. Sleeping a lot doesn't mean you're going to have more energy. You can wake up and be exhausted. It's not the amount of sleep. It's the amount of how your soul is refreshed at night. So at Big Sadiqan, they don't need a lot of sleep. But the mindset has to really be to wake up. It's not just the hour, it's, just, it's to wake up. All right? We'll, we'll take some questions if you guys want. Sure. So the first question is, uh, this person totally understands the concept behind Tikkun Chatzot at and what it's meant to accomplish. And he understands or she understands the breaking of habits, uh, which is going against our natures. Uh, this person is just wondering how this applies to someone who has trouble sleeping and they have insomnia sometimes and they don't even fall asleep until 3 a.m. and they're very sleep deprived. Uh, would it, Beautiful. It would, not be a, it would not be good if I actually fell asleep at normal times and then I had an alarm clock waking me up at 2 a.m. Is there an alternative right. or other way sure. to accomplish the same thing? Sure. First of all, it's a beautiful question. Hashem should cure you, first of all, your insomnia. But what you should do is, because you have the insomnia, you should, you should say, listen, Hashem, I just heard a beautiful class on Hatzot. You've told us the tremendous benefits of Hatzot. You told me I, 
I, I just, I, there's nothing more that I want to do, but you see the issues that I have. You see the lack that I have. I can't even fall asleep. You have to approach your creator in, with the insomnia and you have to tell him that you want to do this mitzvah so bad that, you, that he should help you fall asleep so you can wake up and be able to do this. You understand? Take the, don't even, don't attempt to wake up obviously with that hour. Just pray about it and desire it. I'm not asking you to wake up at three o'clock if you're falling into obviously common sense. But what I want you to do is I want you to, to understand how important wanting to do that in life. And the fact that you can't do it right now because, I should, because obviously you can't fall asleep. So if you do it with enough intention and you want it enough and you just pray for it, not do it, just pray for the ability to do it, then you'll see it's, it's almost considered like exactly you did it. The fact that you want something, desire is exactly, your creator wants your desires. He wants to know what your intentions are. So when you pray about it and, you, and, you, and, you're, and you're mentally, when you, and, you're, and you're challenged in this, not God forbid, not mentally, but you're challenged physically in this, just pray for it and you will get the same benefits of, of doing it itself. Okay, I just want to remind everyone that there's a Dropbox link with the Tikkun Chatzot with English translation. If you right, you put it on, exactly. Okay, the next question is, as far as halacha is concerned, what do I do when I wake up for chatzot? In terms right. of netilat so, yadayim and modani. Correct. Correct. So you, you would say you would say uh, yadayim, and you would say brikat shachar, you would say modani, you would say the same morning ritual. Now, if you fall asleep, if you go back to sleep, then you, do you, then you have to wash your hands again, but without a bracha. But you would say everything, in the, you would say basically everything like you would normally say as you wake up in the morning. So if you do wake up again, do you need to say modani because you fell asleep again? I, I've, I've read that halacha. I've not seen you have to say modani again. No. Okay. No, I don't say. But I know you have to wash your hands again without a bracha. How many nights a week do you wake up for the special tefillah? Either, either I'll wake up at 4.30. I'll wake up like, for example, I can catch it at 4.30 and then I'll just that. It's either I'll wake up at 4.30 or I'll wake up like at 3 o'clock and go to, go to sleep for an hour. But if I wake up at 4.30 or 4.15, I'm up the whole night. I, I try to catch it almost every day. Try to so, catch it every day. So it doesn't apply to Shabbat and uh, other... No, holidays. no, no Shabbat. No, no Shabbat, no holidays, exactly. No Shabbat, no holidays. But I want, I want people to understand it's not just the prayer. It's the concept. Uh, it's more that you should understand the... The, the fact that, that I'm, when I give up my sleep, it's like me giving up money. It's my sacrifice. That's, I want, you need to understand the intention behind this. So I want to speak about it. It's the intention. Even if a person it's, it can't do this and they all of a sudden say, you know what, let me start, instead of waking up at 8 o'clock, I'm going to wake up at 7 o'clock. So that person is a tremendous self-sacrifice. You understand? The ultimate goal is to get to this zone, but it's, sometimes it could take you a while to get there. But it, you know what's also good about this is because when you do this, you, you recognize, okay, wow, I have to, I'm going to eat dinner. If I'm going to wake up super early, I'm, you start eating differently. You don't overeat. You eat more consciously. You, all of a sudden, you start working out. You start exercising because obviously if you exercise, you're going to have a lot more energy. And you're able to have more, more, you know, you'll be able to be faster to wake up. So you'll recognize that your whole lifestyle changes. Um, towards this. And when Hashem says, wow, this guy's working out so he can wake up and he can have energy to serve me, you'll be blessed in the workout. And when you eat properly, he'll make sure that you don't overeat. 
You understand? It's more, it, it's, the good thing about this is really your conscience about, about everything. Like I know that if I eat what this guy's eating at night, I'm not waking up till two o'clock in the afternoon. So you're, you're very aware of, of what you eat. And, and that awareness, it's really, it's almost like, you know, when you're going shopping on Thursday for Shabbat, you're thinking about Shabbat and you're not even, and, and you're on Thursday. So that's also very favorable. The fact that you're thinking about waking up and serving your creator on a dinner, mind, you know, that mindset is bringing it all together, which is a very special thing because we're, we're bringing that energy into the regular meal. I'm bringing that energy into my workouts. I'm bringing energy into everything, which is, that's really, you're bringing godliness into absolutely everything that you do. And when you do that, everything that you do becomes blessed. And, and, you, and you see light in everything that you do. You can turn a simple workout into training to wake up for Hatzot. You know, obviously you're going to have more success in that area. Okay. Um, is Tikkun Hatzot specifically for men or does it apply to women as well? Right. So the, it's specifically for men, but women can also say it. Um, the Vedic Chai says women shouldn't say it, but other sources say women, there's no problem with women saying it. I have no problem. Again, if you have kids and, 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 and you're going to have, you know, do it once a week. Obviously, you have, to be, you have to be mindful. But, you know, a person can wake up at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, go back to sleep at 4. It's not going to make, make a big difference in your life. But you'll see the difference in, in your life. You'll see the difference. So, again, for people, should, they should start thinking that the earlier I wake up, it's showing that I want to approach life, which is that itself is, is the reduction of judgment. Judgment goes to a person when he doesn't want to avoid, when he wants to avoid situations in life. Because Hashem's using that situation to bring him closer. So when, Hashem, when a person uses a situation and he wants to tell God, leave me alone, I don't want to deal with this. That's where the, that's where the judgments begin. The judgments begin in life when we don't avoid, when we avoid issues when we don't take responsibility for issues, that's the majority. So the earlier you get up, again, start small. The earlier you get up, your mindset is, is, I'm still breaking the dawn. Obviously, you can't say Hatzot after dawn. You can't say that prayer of Hatzot after dawn, but you could, you could still do his Bodhidut. Okay, the next question is, is physical sleepiness coming from the soul? And if yes, does that yes. mean there has to be something that needs to be unblocked from inside? Well, that's what we say at night. At night we say Shema, because of what are you doing at night? You're confessing for all your sins. You're even saying that anybody, if I hurt anybody, forgive me. And if I, they hurt me, forgive me, or let nobody be punished because of me. Because at night your soul is judged. So depending on what you're doing in the day is how you get up. We've, we've had days, we've, we've, we've had very good days spiritually. We went, up, we went to sleep and we got up like with tons of energy. We've had days that we've, we really weren't in a good mindset. And we've had nine hours of sleep, 10 hours of sleep, and we woke up like zombies. So obviously the quality of sleep and the quality of the way you wake up is how your soul is refreshed at night. The most important thing is you, don't want, you want to give, forgive everybody at night. It's one of the things in the, in the bedtime Shema, it talks about forgiving everybody at night and, and making sure that nobody gets punished. Because what happens, let's say somebody insulted me at night, insulted me during the day. At night, that person's getting judged. And what happens is because I didn't forgive him, he's, he's going to get 
punishment because I didn't forgive him. So we specifically say, I don't want anybody to get judged at night. Please forgive everybody who forget, who who I angered, who angered me. I want to clean the slate because we want to we want to settle the accounts down here. So when, when our soul gets judged in heaven, we don't have any uh, any court date that we don't know about in 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 heaven upstairs. It's interesting. When I was doing my research on Tikkun Chatzot, there is a American author named Wayne Dyer, and he talks about the, the hours of the, before sunrise, mm. and he talks about how the gates of heaven are open, and uh, right, going know the power of it. It's it's very interesting. I, I I've I've seen many many, I've seen many. I mean, all CEOs, successful CEOs, they all tell tell you that they wake up at three, wake up at four, and they get a thousand things done. Everybody tells you they wake up at that hour, they get like a thousand things done. Why do they get a thousand things done? They get a thousand things done because there's, there's, a, there's clarity in the air. You know, there's a, there's a girl named Gabriel, I forgot her name. She wrote a, a bunch of books on psychology and all that, but she says that she called it a heavenly curtain being opened. And she did a whole class on that. And we know what it is. We know it's Hatzot. We know it's the combination between the darkness. For example, in the winter. In the winter, Shabbat ends at six o'clock. So... So it would be at 12 o'clock. It would be, it would be at 3 o'clock. So summer is the latest time that it happens. So in New York, you know, it's very late. It's 3.30. And then the, in sunrise, is like at 3.45. So you only have like 45 minutes in New York to say this prayer. But, at the, but after dawn, you, you do his bodhidut. You're still tapping into this energy at night. So in the case that someone doesn't fall asleep, what do they need to do? It's not the same because the whole purpose here, Rabbi Nachman says, is breaking it. It's good to say it, but it's really breaking it. It's, the, it's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same effect. Because the whole, one thing is I'm breaking my sleep. That's the hardest thing for me. Breaking. Breaking a pattern is the hardest thing. Okay. But I, okay, Sam. Listen, I've, been, I, I've seen miracles, miracles, miracles beyond belief I, I, at this hour I, I mean this is why I stress I don't stress that much because I know I have a coping method on what to do if I'm really stuck in a situation I, I pray I go outside let you see the water here go outside at, at midnight the water's calm everything's calm and this is where I put the music on and I start praying and I meditate and I'm grateful and, and you can tap into tremendous energies. Again, what do you have to lose? You one night of sleep, two nights of sleep? But the problem is you're going to be hook, hooked on it. And then you're going to, you'll see, you'll be hooked on it. That's what happened with me. So you have to start small. I would do once a week. Don't do too, too much because you, you might, you know, it's too much light for you. You'll get burnt out. And also, I don't want you to judge the scoreboard. Do it, but don't say, oh, what happened this day? It didn't happen that day. Just do it. Don't, don't, don't go in there and saying, okay, um, I'm waking up at 2.30, but I need a FedEx package. Just stop, stop putting pressure on the prayer. Let go. Let go. Just do it. Connect to your creator. Feel the bliss, and then let go. Because what happens is, is there's, a lot, there's a big problem in life. We could pray. We could do everything right. But if after, at the end of the prayer, we're like holding our hands, okay, what's going to happen? Uh, is the prayer going to get answered? Am I going to make money? Am I going to get answered? Then that screws up the whole prayer. So it's very important that the end, like get out of the way. Get out of God's way. I can't tell you that enough. Get out of the way. Out of the way. Out of the way. Any more questions? <laughs>
Yeah, again, someone wants to know if women are allowed to say the prayers. Absolutely, yes, yes. Okay. Yes, they are. So, another question. They're absolutely allowed to say the prayers. I, I can give you the source of the tzaddik if you want to show you the source. Uh, I have the actual source, but women are allowed to say it. Go ahead. Okay, the next question. Uh, this person says that they are up at that hour. They have so many things to say, but their mind goes blank. But at the end, only a few words come out. I think she's referring to Hidbo Uh I know that I should continue, but nothing comes out. Uh, all I do is cry, but I need to do more. Good. Give me a solution. Because again and again, the same thing happens. Okay, so remember, be before you do anything, it's a very important tip. You have to, before you connect to your creator, you have to get into a mindset that everything is one. It's all one. Everything is one. The good days are one, is Hashem. The rough days is Hashem. Everything is one. When I smile, it's Hashem. When I don't smile, it's Hashem. It's one. When you look and you focus on oneness, then you don't, I don't want you to pray with self-pity. Like, oh my God, break the toy. You, come on, fix this toy that I have. It's broken already. Come on, fix it. That's not one. But it's very important. When you pray, first you want to connect to Hashem's oneness. That's Amuna. And then you want to ask Hashem, if you're having a difficulty in your life, don't ask Him to fix the broken toy. Ask Him to, find, to help you find the silver lining in the situation that you're not seeing correctly. Very important concept. Don't ask him, don't tell me, why are you giving me a black, a black cloud? That doesn't work. That's self-pity. We want to get out of pity. We want to say, Hashem, show me the silver lining in this issue that I can't see. My perspective is hidden. My mindset is concealed. Reveal it to me. You understand? It's very important. We don't want to cry out of self-pity. You want to cry to get better, but you don't want to cry out of complaints or whining. So first, recognize it's all one. It's all coming from Hashem. It's all good. We just can't see it. And that's what we're crying for. We're crying for our perspective, that we can't see things clearly. Because if we thought things clearly, then we wouldn't be in pain. Because the way why we're in pain is because we don't recognize it's all good. The reason why we're feeling pain is because our intellect is telling us it's bad. But the soul knows this is very good for us. It's only our mindset that's telling us this is bad. So what you should do is you should start thanking your creator and then ask him for the silver lining in that situation. Ask him for the Nikuda Toba to help you open up your mindset. Maybe that, I hope that helps. Okay, I have, I have two questions. Why are they named after the mothers, Rachel and Leah? Right, because they're, they're protecting us. The Rachel stands at, at, she's crying for her children. She stands in the middle of the, of she's Rachel represents the revealed Torah because her grave is revealed. Leah is hidden. It's the two aspects of her mother's. When you go, when you cry, who do you cry to? You cry to your mother. The, the, a mother has more pain when she sees her children crying. Okay, and mothers in pain. Mother sees the children hurt. They see the children in exile. They see the children limited with a limited mindset. The mother's crying. The mother's in pain. And it's very interesting. The same is applied to Tikkun Aklali. We see Psalms 42. Why is that? What's the importance of that 
Tehillim. We know that right. Uh, tikkun, tikkun, tikkun Rachel. The, the, the beginning of Tikkun Rachel is focusing more on the on destruction of the temple. How we've lost the tzaddikim. How we lost the temple. We've lost the place where we could be forgiven easily. We're crying out. Tikkun Leia is already rebuilding, standing up, and, and raising the gates. Okay, let's get up now. So the Tikkun Rachel is more of the crying, but Tikkun Leia is already making the comeback. Standing up, you start standing up in Tikkun Leia. In Tikkun Rachel, you sit down. In Tikkun Leia, you start rising up. You start saying, okay, let's go. It's time to go. So you could see also that the, the momentum change in our lives. There's a time to cry. There's a time to move. There's a time to mourn and there's a time to move. We can't just cry all the time. We have to move. Two, two areas in our lives that we have to both do. Okay, one I, I strongly recommend this book. Again, Tikkun Hatzot, The Sweetest Hour. It, it goes through everything. It goes through the Halachot. It goes through the actual Tikkun Hatzot. Um, it, it talks about all kinds of um, all kinds of benefits. I mean, the, the Zohar talks about the benefits of Tikkun Hatzot. Um, you're across, I mean, a thousand things I could tell you. I mean, the benefits are. The, the Zohar says, the Holy Teachers that Hashem himself joins together with the angels and listen to this person's prayer. Imagine, imagine that. Um, it, there's another thing that talk, talks about how the Shekhinah is consoled. Um, I mean, there's, there's so much, there's so much. Here, this, here's another thing from Lakuta Moharan, Lesson 54. From Nachman says, how precious is it to rise up at midnight in order to pray, meditate, and study? Try to make it a regular practice. Then you'll be worthy of succeeding and separating the good from bad from the evil. For example, let's, let's pretend you get robbed in life. You don't know where you're getting robbed. And all of a sudden, you wake up and you see the guy in your house and you see what he's taking from you. So the eighth of heart takes our lives. He's, take, he's taking our happiness away from us, which is the ego. So imagine being able to know what's good and what's bad. Okay? You'll also develop good memory, which means you'll always remember your purpose in your life. You'll also recognize that everything you do is focused on the world to come. You'll, you'll recognize God in every single experience, and so you'll, you're able to praise Him in every moment. This is the entire purpose of, the, of man being sent into this world, is to get closer to God. So you'll be closer to God because you'll know what He wants from you. You'll have a lot of clarity at that hour. Okay, so we just have one more question that came in. Sure. How, do, how does sure. one communicate properly with God? The difference between praying from the heart and praying from the mind without saying mm -hmm. words. Right, very good. So what I would recommend is I would recommend connecting to the, to start reading some Tehillim and l understanding what the words say or read, for example, Rav Natan's 50th case which is the, uh, his, his personal prayers, I always strongly recommend people, tap into already David Amalek's Psalms before you pray, or tap into Rab Natan's Zikuta Halachot before you pray. Because what's going to happen is it's going to warm you up. And you're going to see that the way they're talking to Hashem, they're gonna, you're going to see their style, and how they, how they approach their creator. Uh, how long, Hashem, how long will, you, will, will my enemies surround me? When will, I, when will your gates be glory? So you, you can see the style. So what, I, what the best thing to do is, if you're just starting out, read, uh, try to understand what the Helm are and read the actual English or read Lekutet Tfilas. And you'll see the style, the way they speak. And what you do is you could even spend two, three, four, five minutes just reading to Helm 
or this, and then all of a sudden you'll see that your heart will, get, will be open and then your own words will come out. The, heat, the whole key of speaking, just like you want to speak to somebody, you have to build warmth. When you build warmth, then the words come out. But when you're cold, the words can't come out. So sometimes we have to get to a place where we build, we build warmth. One, another way to build warmth, Rabbi Nachman says, is through gratitude. When I'm grateful to my creator, oh my God, Hashem, you saved me here. You saved me here. You took me out of this divorce. You took me out of that. You helped me with this business. You helped me with that. All of a sudden, I'm, I'm creating such an arousal of gratitude and such an abundant mindset, then all of a sudden, my words are hot and the words are going to come out through flow. So it's not, if you're just, if you're stuck and you're sitting there saying, I don't know what to say, it's better to, st- to first start reading Tehillim so you can start arousing your heart or read Lakuta Tfilos, which is the Ramnathan's 50th gate. I, there's also, no- if a person's having, if a person's also, another thing I want to say, if a person's having a hard time getting up in the morning, then their prayer should be to ask Hashem to be able to, to do this lofty practice, to be able to get up earlier, to be able to speak to your creator. That, that's, your, that's your job right now, to just develop a desire and a wanting to want to be closer to your creator. That should be your Hizbodidut. To to, 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 my should be talking about the desire to speak to him. So there's always something to say. If there's nothing to say, you have to say, Hashem, what, why is my mouth shut? I want to speak to you. Don't you want me to speak to you? You told us that prayer is the greatest thing in the world. Why is my mouth shut? Tell me why. Tell me. Arouse my speech. Help me, Hashem. Help me. When you say like that, then all of a sudden also the words come. Also, we also have, also, also, sometimes we also have to have patience. Sometimes the words will come out after five minutes, six minutes. Sometimes I, I sit there. And I just get into a relaxed mindset and then the words come out after seven minutes. It's not always, it's not the, you know, it's not the, it's not something quick. Sometimes the words takes time to develop. Sometimes the words take time to come out. But once they come out, it's an aspect of Ruach HaKadosh. So a good rule of thumb is six hours after uh, when Shabbat yeah, comes out? Yeah, after nightfall. Uh, yeah, after nightfall. That is prime time. And and, the, and then obviously the, the first two hours of prime time, and then in after that there's still that of anything before sun, the sun comes out, you're tapping really into a prime time of 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 light, and and as remember it's a light that you get even if you deserve it or not, the light's there. It's like you're tapping into an energy, whether you whatever you did, but they don't they don't they don't count you for that. You're just tapping into an aura of light. Good. May I bless you all. Again, this is something I've done. I'm going to be honest with you. Once I was able to break my night, which is the hardest thing in the world, there is not one obstacle in my life that, has, that I have not been able to almost break. It gives you so much confidence because you're saying, if I can break my sleep, there's nothing that I cannot not do. This is the hardest thing in the world to break your sleep. When you do this, you'll see. You're going to get into such a momentum. You're going to say, I can break anything. And the confidence you're going to get from doing that, it's going to spill over across the board in your life. I remember when I first started doing it, I lost weight right away. I, was, I, this is when I started doing it. This is the beginning, little by little, the beginning of the classes when I started getting into teaching classes before I went viral with before we started doing in the video and all that. 
But this was the beginning of the momentum that gave me the courage to publicly speak before I could never speak publicly. It gave me so much confidence when I got going. And it's, it's, a very, it's a very powerful thing. Additionally, you're literally sacrificing your anim animalistic instincts. You know, the animal exactly. inside exactly. of you is, wants to sleep, wants to eat, and you're harnessing Correct. You're harnessing it and you're breaking it, which is, which is the, 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 the hardest thing to do. Again, if you want something you never had before, you have to do something you never did before. And it's a, it's a, it's a time to tap into tremendous yearning. It's a time to trap into your true potential. It's not easy. But if you say you're going to be tired, you see, I say, if I wake up, I'm going to have energy because the energy comes from the, the light that I get. So you can't say, oh, my God, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to be tired. Then, then you're not going to do it. You're actually going to have more energy, believe it or not. The book, The Sweetest Hour, is uh, who's the author? This is Rabbi Kramer's book. Okay. Abraham Greenbaum. Abraham Greenbaum. Abraham Greenbaum. All right. Thank you very much for the lecture. Anytime. May Hashem bless you all. Specifically, guys, during these three weeks, this is a time where the, the Shekhinah is in, 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 in more of a state of, 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 of a Timsum more than ever. So this is a time really to take, really take advantage of this, of, this, of this practice. Okay, guys? Have a great day.